Hey, ladies. Hi. Hey. <laughs> welcome back to the Guardian State Mamas podcast, and welcome Val back. Yay! Hello, hello. Yes, uh, so, yes, Val has made it back um, to recording because she's Superwoman over there. I don't even what's it been ten days. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 10 days and she's made it back. Uh, talk about superwoman over there, which will, f- which will fall into this, uh, topic anyway, because we are talking about the super women in our lives and those who have influenced us, but we will get to that in a few minutes because we want to hear all about the baby. Yeah. So Val, take it away. <laughs> okay. So thankfully, you know, um, I had my son, and he was healthy. Everything went well. You know, everything went well health-wise. Totally unexpected, though, because he came like a week early. So that threw us off a little bit. His name is Javier, but we I call him Baby so Javi. And he was... Yeah, yeah I think he's so cute. <laughs> he is. Um, and he was seven and a half pounds, 21 Perfect. and a half inches. So he's long, but mm-hmm. he's skinny. Speaking of superwoman, while I'm in the middle of contractions, right, that are just unbearable, no one can compare any pain to the feeling mm-hmm. of contractions, you know? And I was like seven centimeters dilated oh when God. I went in. So, like, it, yeah, remember, I was yeah. testing you guys. Apparently, I was in labor. And I was like, and I, but I kept calling the nurses, like, because, you know, after there's so many minutes apart, yeah. they say, call, and we'll tell you if you should come in or not. So they're saying before, uh, um, if it's under six minutes, call. And I'm like, well, it's not under six minutes yet, but let me call anyway. And like, well, this is your second baby. You should go in if they're uh, 10 minutes apart. And I was like, oh, my gosh, they've been 10 minutes apart for, like, 10 hours, going from, like, eight minutes to maybe 15 minutes. And varying. And then they're like, well, are you sure that you're not dehydrated? And I'm like, I don't think that's it. I think, I think this is real. Right. So we end up going in there. But yeah, you were a week away. I, and I know. And it was like out of nowhere because I wasn't even really getting Braxton Hicks. I didn't really feel like I dropped. It just seemed like he was really taking his time. And then on the 26th, I started having contractions, but it was like, so it was like one every hour or so. I'm like, this is nothing. And then like that night, it just kept going. But while I'm in excruciating pain, I'm just thinking about like, wow, women are so freaking crazy. <laughs> like we are so awesome because I don't even know how I'm alive right now doing this. But here I am, yeah. you know, like it's just such a, um, well, it's terrifying. Cause I don't care how many kids you have. The act itself is just like, it's like no other. You know, I had a kid 10 years ago, and I felt like I've never experienced this mm-hmm. before. Obviously, I did. Um, but it was like, it was just really crazy to be in a different state of mind 10 years later and, like, knowing kind of what to expect in a sense of, like, this is about to hurt. Um, I have no control, and I have no choice yeah. now but to let it, like, just go. Yeah. And, you know, I was like... <laughs> I wish I just had like my brain narrating on re- on recording like the whole time because I can't verbalize it. I'm like not speaking right because I just feel so many feelings. Um, but I was like on the way there, I was like, "This is literally what we are made to do." 
Yeah. Like to reproduce. This is our job. We can do this. This is me talking myself up like this is nothing. We can do this. This is what we're made for. And I'm thinking about like um like life circumstances, not just childbirth, just the circumstances that we find ourselves in. And it's like I'll be, you know, usually you're the Christian speaker, Casey. I'm, I'm like a, a spiritual yeah, Christian, yeah. you know, so I'm going to tap in there, but I'm just like, this. what a great, um, visual of like how you get put into situations and all you have to do is just like live through it. Just, you just have to survive right now, you know, and you'll, it all makes sense and it hurts really bad and it is like so painful and you don't know how you're going to get through it, but you mm-hmm. do. Yeah. You know, I just found it to be like I was very philosophical. Wow, <laughs> in my pain. <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm trying to just talk positive talk. Like yeah. it's okay. Like this, there's always a positive outcome, regardless of how painful it is right now. Whether it's childbirth or a divorce or hating your job. You know, like there's so many circumstances in life mm-hmm. that it's like all you have to do is first off breathe, yeah, breathe, and get through it. Cause it's already here. Like you have no choice now, but to keep it moving. Yeah. So I was like, how, how awesome and women to have such a, uh, like such, such an important job. I have so many different, and now, cause I have a son, I had a daughter, so I had a son. I'm just, as I'm feeding him, I'm like the audacity of men <laughs> to think right? they are superior. Oh. Like oh. how does, oh, how does men help create them? But I'm just like, we are the, we are like, the caretakers, like, yeah. I, Tupac said it, you know, he already put it out there. Like, you should love oh, women yeah. because we are, we're Mother yeah, Earth, we you know, so, so many yeah. thoughts, so many feelings, but he came out, um, everything, it, it was, it was a crazy experience because I did end up getting epidural. Everybody has opinions. <laughs> I don't oh God. care. Yeah. Because no. <laughs> after all those hours, I was like, yep, Absolutely. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, and the doctors were like all in our age groups, like, you know, like older millennial, younger millennials. We were all probably about around mm-hmm. the same age. And they were so, they were so cool. And the, <laughs> the one guy's like, I'm so proud Aww. of you. You are so inspiring. And I was like, so are you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Aww. <laughs> But it was really, it was a great experience. Um, I I just really liked the way everything went. Because w- with my daughter, a lot of it, like, they gave me too many meds. It was very, I didn't feel like I had much control. Whereas this time, they, I did have more control. And I was kind of calling the shots with my own yeah. care. And the people in the room were allowing that and supporting that and, like, walking me That's through wonderful. everything. Um, so it was, awesome. it was a great, it was a really good experience. How empowering um, to feel like yeah. you had very had, the, had the ability to make those calls and you were in charge Yeah, as you should be. And then the male doctor telling me, he's like, I, I don't know how women do it. He said, I can, I watch this happen every single day and it is always a miracle. He's like, it does not That's get crazy. old. It is not the same thing. Like, yeah, you get the process, but everyone goes through it yeah. differently. The, you know, you just don't know what to expect, even though you may come here every day. So I was like, how, how cool for you to recognize that as I'm just sitting here, Wide open trying to get this baby. (laughs) It was it was great. It was great. It was cool. Um. So yeah, we've been home. It's been 
a little over a week. Um, he's adorable. His sister loves him. She's like attached to to me and the baby, and that's good because I yeah, was you were worried, nervous. Yeah, but she's like totally his protector. She's his advocate. You know, they're gonna team up on us. That's fine. That's what she's So overall, it's been it's been great. And go go girl yes. power because. I mean, I don't know how I did it. And some people have like five kids. And it's like, I know, go I know, because it's just, I don't know. It's such an important role that we yeah. play of many, one yeah. of many. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to be a mom. You're still important either way. Like you definitely offer something. I think it's a, yeah, I think it's a populating the earth is kind of a big deal. <laughs> it's just a little bit. Yeah. Well, populating and, then right, raising, populating yeah. and raising, you know, it's not just like, raising. you know, we're not, you know, turtles just leaving them on a beach and saying, <laughs> yes. good luck. Yeah. Right. Uh, hope you make it yeah. through. Um, you know, we're, we're actually, you know, you say, yeah, we, we need the men obviously for that one initial part, but if it isn't for us, they don't survive. Like it's not just yeah. growing them yeah. and pushing them out it's then the the care of like yes we now have modern things like formula and stuff like that that you don't need but for thousands and thousands of years if there was not a woman there with milk coming out of her body a baby would die mm-hmm. right and so yeah yeah you know uh keeping the population on on planet is uh it's a hard job. It's a lot of weight it's on our big, shoulders. Yeah. It's a big thing. Yeah. So anyone listening, you know, when Mother's Day <laughs> coming up, <laughs> you deserve yeah. it all. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And I think, too, like, yeah, as sure. as you become a mom, you look at your mom differently. Like, just the appreciation of even if it's just the birth. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> dang, you did that for me. <laughs> like, yeah, and yeah, I this mean, stuff, like this is hard. Like, wow. Oh God, I mean, it it is. It really it it is. It's it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Um, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, it definitely changes your perspective on a lot of things. But mothering is it becomes just so much more once you are in it. Right, because you're already you're in it. And you naturally have to adapt to it mm-hmm. in whatever way works best for you. Yeah. You know, because it's going to be different across and the board. And the, even the the people who, but, I mean, who like, have a baby and just like, you know, they, they walk away or whatever. It's like they still have to go through childbirth. Like that, yeah. no matter Gosh. what, changes everyone. Every female childbirth changes. So even if you don't raise that child or you, you know, do it for someone else or whatever the reason is that 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 baby doesn't stay with you or you know something happens like you still had to go through childbirth which is yeah painful and hard and like life-altering it changes all of Mm -hmm. us It, it changes everyone who does it yeah yeah, mentally, emotionally, physically. My hips were hurting. I was like, oh, my gosh, do I feel my hips stretching? Yeah. What is this? Because they were just not just sleeping pregnant. I mean, like, after the fact, just yeah. hurting. 
I also on that that with you like that's with you forever. I it just a it reminded me that um I miscarried a few times, but um I've just recently read that um an interesting factoid for anyone who's tried to become a mother and who has miscarried or had um had to endure the loss of a baby um which you know is another thing with mother's day coming up is like remembering that these women are still moms and i found the factoid of like as soon as you conceive the cells in your body change and like that baby leaves an imprint on the the biology of your body forever like Johnny, you know, like even the pregnancies before Johnny, the pregnancies between Johnny and Charlie, um, I, you know, I, I don't think about it as often anymore because I've kind of made peace with it because I wouldn't have either of them if those other babies were to have come through for fruition, but I've had several friends go through, um, you know, losses during all periods of pregnancy and even, you know, you know, lost the babies, you know, post-delivery. And it is the most heartbreaking thing to, I mean, I, I grieved just miscarrying, but it, they were pretty early on. So for all the moms that have carried a baby with them and felt the kicks and felt the, you know, heard the heartbeats and, and gone through like months and months and months of carrying the baby and, and, and to deliver a baby, um, like, oh, my heart just, it goes out to them because they're still moms. Like those babies are still with them forever. And it's just, um, I found that so that, little factoid amazing that I was like our biology of our bodies is incredibly it is it's a miracle it's a miracle mm-hmm. it is I agree yeah. <clears throat> thanks for sharing that case yeah I'm sure there's Absolutely. other mamas out there that want to hear that oh my gosh yes I mean it's so weird now I feel like now like it's it's just a different time I'm I'm really happy that we live in a time where infertility and and infant loss or, you know, pregnancy loss um, feels a little bit easier to talk about. I don't think it's ever going to be easy, but, um, you know, even my mom was like, oh, God, you just never talked about it. Like, no one, it was just very hush-hush. You kept it to yourself. No one ever talked to, you know, like, just, it wasn't discussed. Um, you just kept it to yourself, and I was like... You know, it kind of goes with the, what we were going to talk about today, which is like the sense of like this mothering community of like, my mother community started from the time I conceived. Like I immediately looked to the women in my life who brought me up for their experiences and I wanted to hear all of their pregnancy stories and what happened to you. And, and I learned a lot about like, even my, my my dad was adopted, so my dad's uh, adoptive mom, I don't know, hit my grandmother, um, and she she couldn't get pregnant. And it was like, you know, the 50s and 60s, so they ended up adopting all three of their kids. And it wasn't until I had my miscarriages 
that she opened up about, I mean, she was in her 70s, I think. And that's when she started opening up about, because I opened up. And she started talking to me about it. And, you know, my aunt opened up about her fertility issues. and But I never knew any of it growing up because no one ever talked about it. I mean, I was also a kid, but... Um, it's nice that it, it's nice that it's changing. I like that the conversation is changing and that I hope women feel more supported by their friends, their families to, um, that's not just them. They don't have to go through it by themselves and they're not the only ones. It's not like, you know, I know that train of thought of like that constant, like, what did I do? And what, you know, what did I do wrong? And is it my fault? And this, like, you know, I know everyone knows mom guilt, you know, it's just, it's, it comes with no matter what you could do the right thing and you don't know you did the right thing. And you're like, well, what if I did that? You know? So, um, sorry, but yeah. I feel like with topics like that, like anything that's very, um, deep, you know, it cuts deep. It brings up a bunch of emotions. They're always the ones that we're supposed to like not talk about, but not talking about it. It just makes you kind of feel, makes you want to just isolate yourself. Cause like you said, like there are other people that did experience it. You're not alone, but if you're not talking about it, cause it's, it's not allowed or it's uncomfortable, yeah. you don't know yeah. that. So it is good that it's coming out there like that. And you know, someone shouldn't have to experience it as well to be open to hear about it oh yeah because it's important absolutely or the fear that like they don't want to tell people because it'll make them uncomfortable like you know i am isn't it funny how we think oh gosh when it's like i'm the one in pain but i'm worried about you and how you feel about what i'm sharing and and just a bunch of topics like that (laughs) oh gosh caring for other people's emotions even in the midst of our own emotional breakdown when you're broken yeah yeah that's the that's the mom stuff that's the the womanly stuff you know we're taught to care about everybody's needs yeah and it's i also think like some of it is learned and some of it is instinct right like so much of it is like okay like for so long women were just told to like like don't talk about that kind of stuff or like even periods god i mean like now it's like this whole different perspective of talking about your period and the fact that it's not like this disgusting thing that you know like you have to hide and be ashamed of it's just like this is normal this is like this this is is what what it is is. there's yeah there's (laughs) there's no way around it (laughs) reason why you know like it should be like this horribly embarrassing thing. But I, you know, I remember that feeling of like, ugh, like I'm this disgusting creature that's bleeding. (laughs) It's like what? And, and it's the reverse really. I mean, like, again, it's, it's a miracle like that. Oh, another interesting factoid was that like your eggs were formed in basically, was it your grandmother? Because once I read, yeah, like, so when my, let's say my mom, when my mom was like four months along in her pregnancy, like those ovaries and the eggs are formed in that baby girl in my grandmother's womb at four months. So technically I was in there. I was in my grandmother 
and so on and so forth. And, you know, my mom's grandma. And so, and I'm just like that lineage and that attachment to this like community and this line of women is like, Oh yeah. Let's go back to why exactly do we follow the men? Like there's proof (laughs) of who belongs to who when it comes to the women. So why, why did we switch that one? Because you know, you can't it's deny funny, right? your child that's coming out of your body. Yeah. I mean, sure. I also find it funny, too. Like, I'm thinking about it just now, and I'm like, if I were a man and it was my job, like, I'd be scared as all hell of women because they are, they they can kind of just do their own thing. Like, what do you need me for? So if I were to construct a society, I'd make myself more needed than I might actually be otherwise. So I don't, I don't, bl- I don't blame the, the initial, but it kind of went and we kind of got out of control. <laughs> it went a little bit crazy. <laughs> went a little too far on that one, but I get it. Right. Yeah. I don't want to go too far. Cause I'm yeah. sure there's like people that are like, Yeah. Oh, so I really, again, I also think like one of our major themes of this podcast is this motherly sense of community. So I love, I feel like this is like the quintessential episode for us. Um, And I'm really happy that we're doing this for Mother's Day. And I love my mom. I'll start off talking about my mom. My mom had me um, like right out of high school. She was 17 um, when she got pregnant and... um, I mean, she's, she was 17, I think, when she had me and then turned 18 very shortly after. So since the, since the year I turned 17, I've been counting, like I'd have a, you know, I'd have a baby, I'd have a one-year-old, I'd have a two-year-old. And like this year I was like, dang, I'd have a 17-year-old, like, (laughs) like, oh my God. So I just give my mom so much credit for being young, just a young mom and doing it so well. Um, we did live in my grandparents' house for a while. So I grew up with my grandmother and my grandfather, her parents, um, in the house. And my mom's younger sister lived in the house. She was 16 when I was born, my aunt Megan. Um, and then my mom has an older sister, uh, my aunt Kim. So, I felt like it was just a lot of women in my life immediately. And I love, you know, very much so I feel like um, I looked at all of them as part of, you know, like my mom tribe immediately. And it was just like, also like a weird fourth sister (laughs) because my aunt was so young and my mom was so young um and I lived in the house so it was like a funny dynamic of like growing up together but also looking up to them and them teaching me and taking care of me and just they're all three of them are so different my mom and her two sisters that I feel like it was so nice to get different aspects from each one of them um So in that sense, I feel like it helped me become a little bit more well-rounded and my grandmother, I mean like my grandmother's, my grandma Gail, 
I think like cooking and music were like two of the biggest things that I think I still find so much joy cooking in my kitchen and listening to music. And that was like her happy place. And I loved finding her there. And it was just me and her then. And I got to like watch her cook everything. And even still when I'm making things like her recipes, her meatballs, whatever. Um, like that is such a joy for me. And now I get to do it with my kids. You know, Charlie's up my butt. <laughs> She's like, I want to mix it. You know, I want to make the bread. I want to do this. And and sometimes it's frustrating, but I have to catch myself and realize like this is a tradition that's been passed down, you know, from her great grandmother. And I'm sure, you know, her mom did it with her. Um, and then, um, I've been really blessed to have a bonus mom in my life. I don't really like calling her a stepmom, but, um, my bonus mom, Tracy is awesome. And I've known her almost my entire life. I think I was like four or five when she and my dad got together. So she's been in my life for a really long time and she's still like one of my best friends. My mom's my, like, my mom's my best friend, um, Tracy's like my best friend. I feel like, you know, I can call her and I can talk to them about a lot of things, but it was also, again, like Tracy gave me a nice, um, I mean, she gave me a lot of things, but like, it was just this aspect of like, she wasn't my mom. So she gave me like enough room to be myself. Um, but also she was very respectful of my mom and like took the lead from what my mom's wishes were. And I feel like it just takes a lot to be able to balance that correctly <laughs> and like co-parent yeah, um, like that. And I mean, I know my mom has loved Tracy from like the get go. Like she just was like relieved to like have a point person to like take over scheduling of like when I'm going to go see them and you know, all that. Um, and then, you know, my dad's mom, my dad's, my dad's parents took me every Wednesday without like until high school. Um, they picked me up every single Wednesday from school and I spent, you know, after school, they took me to sporting events, whatever. Um, she taught me how to play tennis, which has still like one of my favorite things. Um, and I hope I get to teach the kids how to play tennis and, um, ended up being pretty good in high school. So I was just like, yes, like making her, and she got to watch me play. So that was also like a big, like I'm doing it. Like I'm, you know, it's like, this was worth it, you know, spending all this time with me and chasing balls around, um, crazy. Like this poor woman was probably like, why am I doing this? And then I hope she got as much satisfaction. Like it was just, it was a sweet bonding time for us in high school. Um, and then into my adulthood, it didn't stop. You don't stop needing a mom. But um, I found a, um, a college professor of mine who's become, again, like one of my favorite people in the entire world, Erica Lusteau from Westchester University. Um, she was just like immediate, immediately I had her my first semester as an art student and I just was like, she was like the cool professor who just like wore all like, she just had like awesome clothes and style and she was just so 
organized and talented and just like was so much of like what I wanted. I, I am not naturally like organized or like, and it was just learning, you know, that she was married and had two small babies at home. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, and she had her own artwork that, you know, she's not just a professor. She's not just a mom. She's not just a wife. She's not just any one thing, you know, like you can have, that was like the first time I realized like you can have everything that you want and find a balance and you can do it. Um, like don't just tie yourself down to like, oh, like I, I'm doing this so I can't possibly try and do X, Y, and Z. Like, no. Um, and, um, I still, I still try and meet up with her every once in a while because it's just like, I just love spending time with her and talking with her. Um, and then I ended up nannying for a family and that mom, uh, was also like, Erica was not even close, like she was not that much older than us. Like she was a young professor and, um, then the woman that I started nannying for, she's a pediatrician at CHOP. And like, she became my best friend and taking care of her daughters was like the honor of my life. And I learned so much about what I wanted to be like as a mom from her and the way she was with the girls and seeing their family. And, um, I just took so much away from those experiences. And I still feel like I meet people along the way and I'm like, wow, like, I want to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> like, I feel like there's just, you know, women that I encounter and I don't know if you feel like this, like, do you ever meet someone somewhere and you might not have a relationship with them, but like, even if you have a conversation and you're like, dang, you're cool. Like, <laughs> like, God, you're just such a cool person. And I think it's just that idea of, um, it's not just my mom, my mom's singular job to raise me. It's this trust that like, you know, there are other women in our lives that are going to help raise our kids. It is not on our shoulders. It is not, it's good to lean into those relationships. It is good to ask for help from those women because, and that's another thing I feel like as a mom, I was so afraid to ask for help. I was so afraid to be like, not able to take care of every single need my kid had. So looking back at my own mothering experience, I was like, it's not healthy to get it from one person. I think you're supposed to get it from a bunch of different people because it helps round you out. It helps you, you naturally gravitate towards people that are going to help accentuate the person who you're supposed to be. Because I don't think you're always supposed to be your mom's like spit image. Like it's not our no, job to like finish their journey. Their journey is the only thing that they know. So, you know, as young women and children, it's nice to have an array of women and different personalities and, and views on the world and education backgrounds and just everything. So, um, I'm really, really lucky and I'm really thankful, um, for 
so many women. There's probably a million more that I could probably touch on, but those are the big ones that I wanted to hit on today, so. I like how you mentioned, like, just meeting certain people, and you may not have, like, a like a deep relationship yeah. with them, but they may have, like, left a spot, and I feel like that's, like, the purpose of community mm -hmm. in general. Like, even if it's just somebody that you meet at the grocery store and they just make a statement that actually resonates with you, you'll remember it forever. And it's like, I have no idea what they're doing, but like, I wish them. Well, oh, a hundred percent. My first, my first time traveling to North Carolina, I was at the train station in Philly and I'm just sitting there and this lady comes up and she has all of her bags. She looks homeless, but she looks clean. Like she has like all of her stuff yeah. though. And I just started talking to her because I will talk to literally anybody um, yeah. <laughs> for the most part. Um, and she was like, tell me her name. And she's like, I just left my husband and I took all of my money. And she's like, I've been just staying in hotels and walking the streets during the day. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, isn't that kind of scary? And she's like, no, it's liberating. She was going on about, like, how she felt so empowered because basically they – he was doing, he was cheating overall. She, she took all of her stuff Good and she her. left and like, clearly she has nice things on. It looks like it seems pretty legit, but everything that she said, I'm like, wow, this is, it was empowering. I was what, 19 or 20. And I'm just like, wow, that's so cool to see someone just pack up and not settle no, I, I'm not going to stand for this. And you know what? If I'm wandering the streets during the day and I want to just get a hotel at night and come back and do it again tomorrow, do yeah. it. If that's a part of your healing process, you know, I, and I always wonder now, what is she doing? Did she end up actually getting a home? Cause she told me all of her plans and like, she had a whole plan set up, but she just left, took her stuff and she's just like hotel hopping Yeah. in the meantime. And Hey, if that works, but it's like, you know, you never know who you'll meet and how they'll, they'll just, uh, leave an imprint on you. If you're the lady that she, if you're listening, please contact us. Cause now I want to know what's going on. Cause like now I want to find this lady. Yeah, I'd love I know. To know your like, life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That it does. It does. That's an extremely powerful thing to know that like, guess what? No matter what you can, well, you can change your stars. You can. You can change. You can change your life. You right. don't have to feel stuck in anyone. And it. And sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. Just comes from a supportive mom at a store, and you know, not a snarky comment or you know, a look or whatever. And I've had so many. I've had nasty encounters, and I've had beautiful encounters where women are like you're doing such a good job and your children are great. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you. Because I feel like I'm the hot, hottest mess right now. <laughs> like, yeah. And I guess what? And now I'm like, I see young moms with babies and um, I try to be that woman because I've got the toddlers now that are running around and, and now I don't have the little babies in the, in the, you know, little carriers and all. And I'm just like, you're doing great. Like they look taught, you know, that you're exhausted and you're tired and like, you're doing so good. Like you're the best. <laughs> like, I just want to like, pay, I yeah, want to like pay it forward. That's the point of it though. Like we, we all want to hear yeah. that. And I know, and sometimes it makes us uncomfortable. Like I've had people say that and I'm like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> like, um, awkward, <laughs> but I walk away like, Oh, that was really yeah. nice. <laughs> like, thank you yeah. so much. 
We all need to hear yeah. it and tell ourselves that stuff too. Like I, I, I am a hot mess, but I'm also like a really great hot mess. I've gotten a lot done and, you know, positive self-talk. Yeah. All right, Val, who's in, who, who do you want to give some mom day props to? Well, of course, of course my mom, I feel like with her, one thing that's resonated with me, um, not so much of what she's just being an observer, Right, because as kids, we observed a lot, not even noticing that we're really witnessing the growth of our parents and (laughs) the healing processes and all that on the outside. Um, But I can say that um, she did show me from just seeing how she lived, like, the basically the show must go on. Like, you can be hurt and you can go through a lot of things and that doesn't mean that you're weak. You know, if anything, it makes you stronger and you still have to take care of your business. Like, um, independence definitely was taught to me. It's hard to, to navigate that as an adult though, because, um, like you said, it is okay to ask for help, you know, but we don't want to all the time. So she did, and not saying that she didn't do that, but she just taught me to be very independent and that's helpful because... You know, like that lady on the street, like, I don't feel like I have to be stuck. Sometimes you feel like you're stuck, but in reality, you know, you're not. Nope. You can, you're strong enough. You can do it. The show will go on. Get up, wash your face and keep moving. You know, and that, that's, that's very helpful. I feel like sometimes it's easy to get in a position where like you just feel really hopeless and weak and that never helps. Um, so definitely my mom, I feel like our family, so if anybody's into signs, we have a lot of Capricorns in our family. They're kind of, Lisa's one, they can be kind of alpha, um, not a bad thing. I have it and I, but my rising is a Capricorn, I can go deep into that topic, whatever. Lots of Capricorns in our family. That's what my mom is. Um, that's what Betty White is too, FYI. Yes. Um, but we're all very, very strong. I feel like, uh, a, a a strong a lineage of strong yes. women um we were raised by our great grandmom in some sense maybe not living under her roof but uh, we call her Gigi. she is like uh, she was just she's just like <laughs> you know i love that like, you just, her her energy was very boss like you know she is going to tell you what to do it's for your best interest it's not to just be demeaning you know what she's saying is legit um but i remember before she passed she had like what seven diseases nine different diseases she had so many health Mm -hmm. issues and i remember sitting at the hospital in woodbury and i was just like Gigi, like how do you do it like how how do you do it and she knew exactly what i meant because she's sitting there she's not she's very sick and she's just like, you just keep climbing. She's like, you climb, you climb, you climb, and you might fall down. And then you keep climbing and climbing. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, like my, I broke up with my boyfriend. I don't want to <laughs> climb anymore. You know, I was like a teenager, like this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but to see, see somebody who has so many, so many issues, you know, her, her husband died in what, 33 <gasps> years old. Oh my god. She was left with all of her kids. Seven kids? Seven? My numbers right I here? think he okay. was, I think he was seven. 35 or 36, but seven kids. Oh, 30. 30. Wow. Too young to die. 
Um, and oh it's at like gosh. a time period where first off, single moms is not a thing that's not cool. And then you have all of these kids, you don't, the resources that we have now were just not an option. So it's like, she really carried on with her show too, you know, and then still wow. was able to smile. And I've never, I never heard her whining or crying about anything. And then she would have great reason to, just from what I've seen, like her, just her own health issues, you know. I remember visiting her, and she was in, um, like, a rehab, I guess, after some procedure or something. I don't remember. I was younger. And I was asking her, like, how it was in there. And she's like, eh, the food's spicy. <laughs> Talking about, like, spaghetti. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, the food's spicy. I'm asking what's wrong. What's going on here? But she has, she just never complained. She just kept it moving yeah. and was still still nice to be around obviously you don't disrespect her okay you just don't do that but that's nice because i want that energy don't play me <laughs> i can you know be loving and caring and supporting and nurturing but i also would like respect yeah and she definitely got that and she just raised like the women any of our family members listening they'll be like yeah that's that's right. She's, she just raised everybody, all of us, to have a little bit of that in us. That's and awesome. That's, um, she was also awesome. a Capricorn. She was awesome. Yeah, she was a Capricorn. That's it. Just I don't know why there's so many of us. There's actually several, but um, so yeah, my mom and her. There's so many women and just people that that have made a difference. Um, I once I had kids. Well, my daughter and I live down south. We had I ended up making a mom group, and I've I've learned from each of them also. Who are they're my age, so you know they're learning and they're they're finding their way as well. Um, but just learning from them, like just their approaches to things, and I'm always willing to take suggestions or like I I am as um, I observe everything. I like to analyze stuff. So like just be, just being around positive. Even sometimes not positive people, they will inspire you on like how not oh, to yeah. be. Yes. But you know, there's just so many women that have influenced me because we've just been taught as kids like girl power, you know. Um growing up I used to read books about Harriet Tubman all the time. All the time. And I'm like, now as an adult, I'm like, well, I was like obsessed with, with reading about her. And then the, when I looked up stuff, because like I have very terrible memory you know like I don't remember all those books I read I just remember reading the books I'm like wow she was she was the boss I don't I, I wonder what her sign is we'll figure that out but I was like she was just amazing you know helping herself coming back to help other people and going against all odds and putting herself in danger like how brave and courageous of a person that's you awesome know? So is she like your your spirit yeah. woman? Uh, she would be inspiring to like, you know what? The law might say this, but that doesn't mean morally this is how it should be. Yeah. You know? And that was probably what's been instilled in me. <gasps> oh. Especially with my grandma. Wait, I just looked it up. What? Wait, okay. So she, I don't know what all the suns and stuff are. But she has, like, okay. Mercury in Capricorn, whatever that means. I don't know what that means. But she's March 6th. So not... Oh, so she's a Pisces. Her son is Pisces. Her son is Pisces, yeah. I don't... I was just like... I saw I saw Capricorn and I was like, oh, wait, no, it says Aquarius. Oh, why? I don't know. Never mind. 
Yes, who knows? Her birthday, if it's March... It's, yes. March 6th is Pisces. But there's all different signs yeah. and planets oh, that no. still... I, I just looked it up real quick. Sorry. Side I, got, I, like, I looked up mine. How awesome would it be? I forgot to tell you. Yeah, what, I did. I stuff? looked it up and then I forgot to tell you what I was. You got to screenshot it because you'll never remember. Like, I've read so much on it and I still have to like go back because this planet represents this and this and this and this and this the main thing is like your top three your sun your rising and yeah your those were the three i looked up and then i so. forgot to tell you because uh, yeah mom brain i forgot well we know one is yes. Capricorn. um yeah no i i have no memory of what i read that day so i i'll get back to you on that one um but yeah so yeah, as you can tell, um, Val and I are related, so we have a lot of the same. Like, I I was fully raised by a village. Like, my I was with my aunts all the time. I was, you know, my mom um, was is very close to her sisters. Still is very close to her sisters. So um, I spent a lot of time with my aunts. Um, my cousin, who is Val's mom, is eight years younger than my mom. Um, so even though she's cousin, she, you know, she was like an aunt. She was right there along with the other ones. So I was, I was raised by a village and no, no doubt. And my, my mom, you know, she worked her butt off. And, and so that is why I was raised by a village. And so like, I definitely get a lot of work ethic from, from both my parents of, of, of working and, and, and also learning how I didn't want to work as well. (laughs) um so I think a lot of of the people in my life taught me things that I didn't want in my future and I give them all yeah I give them all the props for that because seeing their struggle made me realize I didn't want that and so I needed to do the hard stuff yeah yeah they did all the hard work and and opened my eyes to be like that's not what I want so yeah like I learned from them um, yeah. And so, but yes, we were, we were, are a very long line of strong women. So going back to, it's my grandma, it's Val's uh, Gigi, but we did end up calling her Gigi. I, w- I just want to point out that Val and her sister were the only ones who called her Gigi, and yet the entire family changed to calling her Gigi. So. That happened in my family too. <laughs> that happened in my family too. I never called her, I never called my grandmother Gigi until my cousin started calling her Gigi and then I was just like oh well now and then it turned into Gigi we just called her Gigi yeah no, she was Gigi was even when like, she became Gigi I liked it she was still Gigi she, she just yeah. she became Gigi but I find it funny that it was years of just two of them calling her Gigi and the like 15 mm-hmm. of us switched and started calling her Gigi uh, I, I, don't know how, cool I don't know how these ones had power <laughs> over that, but, um, so she was my grandmom, Val's, uh, great grandmom. Um, but she was, she was a boss. She wanted to go into the Navy in, uh, uh, World War II and her dad would not let wow. her. Um, so she, uh, took care of horses and that's, you know, that's, that's what she did. So she was a, a tomboy in those days. Um, and she just, she really did kind of do it all. And then when she had seven kids and had to go to work and, and you know, she managed to move up the ranks in like a local uh, school district bus 
company and she ended up running the entire district's bus service like she was a boss and then she lost her uh voice box so she had gotten cancer in her voice box she was the first one in pennsylvania to get the hole in the throat i I know there's scientific words for these but i don't have it um and she had to teach herself how to talk again wow a lot of people use that machine now which yeah it did exist sort of back then but my grandma just taught herself how to talk now it was it was very hard like like we understood her because that's what we were around our whole lives this is what happened when my mom was 14 so my mom was 14 and my my grandma's getting voice box removed and then she still has to deal with having teenagers at home and like taking care of them when she couldn't talk or yell or anything like that so um but she oh she was she God. was a, she my was mind is badass. literally blown well it, it, <laughs> I know, I'm, just can't e- I'm just can't even imagine it really kind of shows our lineage like we yeah. we have very strong women in our family um now i won't say that our strong women don't falter and do very stupid things like Oh, we can be a little bit fiery and spicy too, but yeah. it comes with the territory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the way you said that. And spicy too. <laughs> and I, I would like, I, I was trying to think about this topic because I, I feel like a lot of who I am came from people that were closer to my age. You know, when I went to college is when I kind of came out of my shell. And that was because I had a roommate who, I mean, she wasn't my roommate at first. She lived across the hall, but she was older than us. She was, she was older by a few years from, from us freshmen. Um, she just happened to live across the hall, but it was from being around just like slightly older women, like not even significantly older, but just slightly older women that I was like, huh, you know, you can be strong and, and say what you mean and and not take crap and and just be you and not feel bad about you know turning someone down or or you know asking for what you want um so i got that uh a lot more as from people who were closer to my age and so college was a big one where i picked up a lot of ways to to be to be out of my shell to be a a stronger more vocal person um probably also where i started to become a bad influence and then it was it happened yeah (laughs) and then from that from becoming a woman like that the friendships that i've created as i've gotten Mm -hmm. older have become much stronger much more um powerful makes me feel powerful makes me feel like i'm part of something that could change something for someone um that's why i'm a bad influence i think you're a fantastic influence let's just bad influences it depends on who's looking at it you're a bad influence for people who want to control women exactly yeah and that's in in my eyes i think you're an amazing influence for women to be um a woman not controlled yeah yeah (laughs) but a lot of that is from like what i had seen other women go through Mm-hmm. And learning, yeah. like, that's not how I want to be. That's not how what I'm going to allow to happen to me. Um, yeah. And then, you know, also having having a very strong bond with my mom. Like, 
my mom is still my my best friend like um we had obviously a rocky patch when i was a teenager but what teenager doesn't have a rocky patch with their mom but um it really worries me for when she won't be around oh god no don't (laughs) even get there because we all love your mom and yeah i can call your mom at any time and and talk for hours about anything hold court i still we do i still call my mom every single day and i said to her like she, I think they like went away or something. They were on vacation and, um, oh, and she, and they need it. Obviously everyone goes on vacation, but I can't like, she came back and I was like hysterical. Like I, I missed you so much and you were gone for like five days. And I was just like, and, and I did, I had the thought of like, what in the hell am I going to do when I can't call you? And that was, like, really a gut punch because I was just, like, she is. She's my best friend. She's my best friend, worst enemy because, like, we will fight like sisters. Like, we will (laughs) hang up on each other. I won't hang up on, like, anyone else except for my mom because, you know, I just feel like we'll do it to each other where I'm just, like, B. Like, ah. But we just, like, I don't know. She's my ride or die. Like, you know, she's my mom. We went through a lot together. So, I mean, like, that's, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I do. I feel like when you grow up, like, my mom was a kid and I was a kid. I felt like we grew up together. We were, like, doing it together. And now, I think sometimes I have to remind her I'm still her kid. <laughs> I'm like, boundaries. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that being yeah. blurry there. Oh, so blurry. And then she'll have to remind me. She'd be like, you'd yell at me if I talk to you about that. And I'm like, oh, you're right. (laughs) So we're trying. We're trying. We're trying to, like, make it easier and better. But sometimes we'll slip into bad habits. And texting has helped. Has anyone found that texting has helped with, like, hard relationships sometimes where it's just like at least my mom and I like it'll all calm down and be able to like type out the words instead of it being like and we both give you that minute to like consider what you're saying and we both need that desperately so I need to remind myself that with my kids too Like, I catch myself getting heated, and instead of getting into it, I need to, like, take a a beat and, like, walk away. But. Technology. I love the, I love the awakening in your college years. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely feel like I'm, like, it was night and day between, like, high school and, and college. Um, of the personality that I had. Um, I think that there was just, you know, I went to an extremely small high school where everybody knew everything about you and I was super insecure and I grew up in a trailer park and I had all that stuff that was, all that baggage that was behind me. I, you know, I was good at school, good at sports, but I was never great at anything. Um, so, you know, just a lot of insecurities of of growing up. The trailer park was a big one. You know, I, the town we grew up in, like, yeah, there was three trailer parks in the, in the town, but we also had mansions and we had, 
Yeah. You know, a very it, it was it's very expensive to live in the town that we lived in. Like Yeah. So there was, there was a like certain a type of people there that yeah. um, definitely made it easy for you to feel like you were beneath them. Hmm. And then when I got to That's college, sense. nobody knew me. No one knew anything about me. No one yeah, knew. Yeah, none of that mattered. I didn't. And I didn't have to tell them anything. So it was uh, it was a lot easier to, I guess, become the person that I probably was always. I just wasn't brave enough to show it. I feel like that's why it's always good to to leave home at some time, whether it's forever or for like a few years, oh, a few yeah. months, just to get into an area to leave your comfort zone, which is is terrifying. You know, it is so nerve wracking. But if you stay where you've always been, how do you know what you could become? Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah, that may have been who you were, but if you're tied down by all of these different outside sources in your hometown it's like how are you going to let that person shine you still have all these other factors around you you know that's not changing yeah and for me like I I'm I'm resonating with that in the sense that like I was an extreme people pleaser so high school I just felt like if I wasn't going, like, 100 miles, like, I just wanted to, like, oh, there's a club, I'll sign up. Oh, there's student council, oh, I'll run. Oh, you know, like, oh, there's a sport, I'll go out. Like, it was just, like, overload. Like, I felt like I had to do everything and be the best, and, um, and I, I'm really happy that I I went to a, a small high school, but it wasn't, um, like pretentious at all like I I do I'm really happy that in a sense like there wasn't a huge divide as far as like socioeconomic status so there wasn't like this I never had that like oh my gosh I'm afraid because I'm like the poor kid you know like I you know we had we 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 were in like a a nice house and you know it was smaller than and, and i didn't think anything of it like so what if some someone else's house was bigger i never once thought to myself like what well, like oh i'm so insecure to bring my friends here like it just wasn't i don't know like i'm thinking about that now and also when i got to college it was like i don't have anyone to please but me And I kind of felt like I imploded on myself a little bit Mm -hmm. because so much of this idea of self was just what I thought other people wanted or what I was supposed to be Mm -hmm. instead of who I really was. So that was like, oh, snap. Like, (laughs) do I even want to be doing this? Do I even like these classes? Do I, you know, like, and that was a huge introspection of like, you know, becoming a woman, become like owning a lot of my shit. Like Mm -hmm. that was, and it was also very scary, but I also am like, I'm so lucky that I got that time because I also, again, like, I look at my mom and she was thrown into things at such a young age. I was like, how are you even functioning right now? Because, like, you know, I had my 20s. I had that, 
you know, young time to like explore and mess up and be awkward and go through things and digest, you know, like all of that. And that time is just so, um, like priceless now that I look back at it and for, you know, especially your, your, your grandmother, your great grandmother, like we, they just didn't have, I feel like generations of women before us just didn't have that grace period. They just grinded so mm-hmm. hard that it was just like, like I, I kind of feel like there's that tough exterior of like, what do you mean? Who am I? I am who I am. Like, right. this is it. You know, like there's not like this again, like the philosophical introspection of like, I feel like this generation of, you know, being able to go away, to, being very fortunate to go away to college and have that time to have higher education to take a philosophy class like my philosophy class blew my fucking mind like Mm -hmm. I was just like oh my god like what is happening like there were just and you know my women's studies class like there were just these prerequisite classes those gen ed courses that I was just like you're literally rocking my world right now (laughs) and you know to to have a family, to run businesses, to just take care of stuff and not have learned all of this other stuff is like, it's amazing. Yeah. It shows, it shows the, the women that molded us good and bad. So are you guys familiar with the Maslow's hierarchy? Yes. Yes. So with psychology and, and, not to, so I didn't go to college. I went to college, but I didn't live any of that life. Okay. A lot of my stuff has come in very non-traditional, random situations, but the whole thing with Maslow's hierarchy is like certain needs have to be met before you reach self-actualization. So you have to first have shelter, water, food, you have to have all of that stuff before you can even consider who am I. Yeah. It doesn't matter who I am if I'm hungry. You know yeah. what I mean? And then there's levels to it. Like it doesn't matter who I am if I'm not in a state. With um, Maslow's hierarchy, it just shows the different levels that you have to reach in your life to be able to reach self-actualization. So to you have to have – that is like a – it comes off to me in my opinion as like a privilege and almost like an honor to even get to that point. And we can think of like the older generations where a lot of it, okay, first off, a lot of people may not have been happy in their marriages, so you didn't have that safe space. So that mm-hmm. already is going to block your growth because you don't have that respect, you don't have that safe space, or you don't have that security financially, emotionally, mentally, physically. There's so many different aspects to it. And it's like to be able to get to the self-actualization, hopefully our generation and those to come can be more aware to get to that a little bit better. You know, we can treat mm-hmm. each other better to help each other grow and, and to learn like vulnerability is not bad, but it can, it, it was seen as a weakness. You know, there's so many different levels to it, but it's good to, to recognize who we are and who in our circle has helped us get to that point. This is you know? now inspiring. Wait, so I, I think I have an idea for another episode, which is like kind of a women's history like 101 of like 
I'd love for anyone who hasn't heard maybe these little bit of factoids of like, it wasn't until like 1972 or 1971 something, 1970 something, that like a woman could have a credit card in her own name without like a man signing for it or like those kinds of like, that was not that long ago. No. So, yeah. Yeah. That's like those, you know, the people who say like, oh, you know, you want to take it back to the 1950s, and it's like, did, did you ask the women of the 1950s yeah. if they would like to go back to the 1950s? Because yeah. they couldn't have bank accounts, they couldn't have their own money, they couldn't have their own property, they couldn't have pretty much anything. Did you stop to think about maybe your moms wouldn't actually want to go back to that time? Let's talk yeah. about like the how good much. Old days? Yeah, let's talk about how much really? Xanax and alcohol was used by those women during that time because that was about the only thing oh, that they God, could yeah. get to get them through life. So the ones that keep saying like let's go back to the 1950s, I feel like are not asking the women if they would want to go back to the 1950s. Right. Because it's a it that was a whole different time. So yes, I think that's a good idea of doing some like women's history. I also think or actually no, we won't even do an episode. We're going to I'm going to I'm going to do a curveball to end this episode today. What piece of advice have you been given from the women in your life whoever you know anybody who molded you or whatever what piece of advice were you given that still sticks to you today i love that that's a good one and we can learn from it so you can pass it pass it through you know take Mm -hmm. what you've gotten and let us know so um (laughs) i'm gonna go that wealth yeah uh definitely comment um send it over in our Facebook or Instagram what what advice you got. You can even email it to us, gardenstatemamas at gmail.com. But my uh, one piece of advice that always sticks with me is I was told to always have enough money in my own bank account that if I had to leave, I could leave. Yeah, it's a lot. That's a big, that's a big thing. Like I think, and it's also kind of scary. Like, well, you know, that, that pulls from that 1970s time frame yeah. of those women couldn't leave because they didn't have, you know, the women that did, the women that were brave enough to leave either stocked money away into a mattress or they left yeah. with absolutely nothing. And so, yeah. you know, we've learned from those women and that is a piece of advice that got passed down to me was that always have enough money in your bank account that you can leave. And that gives insight to the partner that you're with and how comfortable they are with that because are they going to be okay with you having that? It's not to stack up and work against them, but it does give you a little bit more leverage or independence. And some partners are not accepting of that. And it's good to know where they stand. Yeah, they they would definitely get weird about it. Totally. They could definitely... I could see... That being a controlling aspect in a relationship is like, why would you, why would you need your own money? Like, why? Like, why is it a secret or why is it, you know? Oh, it's not, you know, to me, I'm, it has always been fully out there. Like, like, I don't think it has to be a secret for, for women, but I actually, I think it's probably better off that you just say it from the beginning. Like, I will always have my own money. And I will always have my own money because I, you know. And it should be on both sides. Yeah. Because I also want you Absolutely. to, I want you to stay have yours so that, 
Yeah. You're not obligated to stay. Absolutely. You know, and I, no one should feel obligated whether you have kids, you've been married. It does like, you go where it works. All right, bro. <laughs> and sometimes you got to keep it moving. <laughs> do, you, do you have a, a piece of advice? Um, I didn't take notes on this, Lisa. I'm sorry. Curveball. What I do? <laughs> I know. Give Casey, you're quick with it. You got one for... I don't know if I necessarily abide by this rule, but my grandmother uh, always said, your husband needs to love you more than you love him. And I think that ties into the fact of... um. He and and she went into the description of like he's gonna have to be able to deal with whatever you're gonna throw at him because there's going to be things that come up and he needs to know that like loving you is more important than like issues or stuff or whatever. But I don't know if I necessarily agree 100%. I, I see where she was coming from. Um, yeah, and especially, yeah. especially from that generation. I, and I, I can see I that get it. in terms of like when kids come into the picture. Because a lot of times, oh, yeah. you know, that oh, yeah. really affects men in feeling like they get knocked down the hierarchy. And, yeah. you know, having... I think, yeah, I, my, I think my grandfather was probably progressive as far as a father is concerned in that time frame like where like he wanted to be a dad and I think he was probably I don't know how intensely hands-on he was but I know he was a very integral part of my mom and her sister's lives and I mean I've heard plenty of stories where it was just like my dad just came home from work and then sat and watch TV and that was it like but you know it's almost like you know you're too scared to talk to dad or grandpa or you know um but I think that there's like these outliers of and and that's a whole other I think we could have a whole other episode is like all the dads and the that maybe for father's day we could do like a progression of the fathers and like um I think dads today are like awesome like, I love that, like, I'm excited for our kids' generation because yeah. of how hands-on this generation of dads are. And I know it's not just our husbands, boyfriends, significant others. It's a lot because I see them at playgrounds. I see them at, you know, school pickup and I see them on field trips and it's just like... No, like we're getting better. We're getting this is this is improving. Yeah, definitely. All right, Val, you're back on the spot. <laughs> um, so I well, I do remember. Um, so I I read a Joyce Meyer book, and it's like Confident Woman or something like that. Um, and she made a point saying basically, you don't have to be, you don't have to feel brave to be courageous or something like that. Like basically sometimes you don't have to feel a certain way to become that. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel I'm, I'm nervous or I'm, um, I have anxiety about a situation that doesn't mean that I can't still be brave go- going into it, whether I feel that way or not, like facts are not feelings are not facts. Um, so that 
that book actually stuck oh, out and taught me a lot love. about, yeah. Um, I I, it taught that. me a lot about quit. like being a strong woman Yeah. and sometimes just going headfirst into things if you think it's right and you don't have to feel brave all the time because you're not. <laughs> oh, I feel that. I am writing I that, that down. What, what are you writing down? Feelings are not facts. I like that little that little tidbit is really good. Oh, yeah. I, I love that, that stuff. They're not. They're lies most of the time. That's why sometimes, the positive self-talk comes in. Sometimes my, yeah, my, my brain lies to me. And, um, and I, ever since Luca, the Disney show, I'm like, Silencio Bruno. <laughs> like, just <laughs> shut up. Like, all those negative thoughts. It's just like, just sh- shut up. Stop. Yep. Yep. Stop. We all have it, so. I'm really bad. I'm really bad with it. I can really, I know, yeah. I can, I can, I can, I start believing them and then it gets crazy. We all do. That's why positive self-talk, positive environments, you know, we could go, I love talking about anything like this. We can go all Mm. day, Kate. (laughs) But I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies. Um, Well, Everybody enjoy their Mother's Day coming up yes. to all the moms of our villages that brought us up to who we are. Um, happy Mother's Day to you. Uh, to all the single moms out there, happy Mother's Day to you. I don't know how you do it. You get extra props on Mother's Day from us. Oh, yeah. um, and next week, we're just going to do a catch up. We've been kind of all over the place and, and doing a million different things. And the weather is finally yeah. starting to change. Um, and we're going to answer a couple questions that we got in from our Q and a, but we definitely need more. So send them over gardenstatemamas at gmail.com. And you can always catch us on the social medias of the Facebook and the Instagram at garden state mamas. We will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.